Samantha, you are witnessing the birth of a new and improved Tony Maselli. I kind of like the old one better. Let me tell you something. He is a thing of the past, and so are some of his phrases, you know? Like, like instead of saying, not for nothing but, now we say, don't take this personal, however, huh? <laughs> and, and in lieu of A-O-O-A, we say, excuse me, but I object to that statement you just made. <laughs> you, you understand? Yeah, but I liked you better when your participle dangled. Oh, no. Hello. Welcome back to... Excuse me, but I object to that statement you just made. <laughs> the Who's the Boss podcast. <laughs> I'm do- the, we're gonna, the, picture, the little icon for our podcast going to have to get bigger now. We're going to really... <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> because it just says A-O-O-A. Oh, we're not I really going to change that. I'm Tori. I... I'm Kevin. And we are here to rewatch and discuss every single episode of Who's the Boss? Okay, so today we're going to do season five, episode two. I'm guessing there's no news. No, there's no news. I should know better. Oh, wait a minute. I just uh, thought I'd ask. Hang on, there's a tiny, teeny, tiny bit of news. Oh, see? <laughs> So Alyssa Milano posted on Instagram. She likes to post when people say terrible things about her. Yeah. And she, so she was doing a little dance and then a bunch of people were like making really mean comments. Like, are you pregnant? Right. You look terrible and not just shitty stuff. So then she made another video where she was like highlighting all of those comments and pointing them out that people say terrible things about her on the internet. And people say terrible things about everyone. I know. It's so um, easy to just type away. I know. Because they're assholes and they're hiding behind fake names. Right. But then one of our listeners, a name I recognized, she just didn't say anything bad. She just said, um, "How how's the Who's the Boss reboot going? <laughs> <laughs> or, or she said something like, Who's the Boss revival? Question mark. Right. And Alyssa wrote, working on it. Oh, okay. Okay, so... Well, she responded. That's she pretty did. cool. Yeah, yeah. She responded. And working that's, on what? No, what, what does that mean? I don't know. Hopefully working on sending Judith Light lots of flowers to join this cast. I don't think it's going to take... I think it's going to take a little more than flowers. <laughs> flowers wrapped in money. Yes. Bouquet. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's my tiny bit of news. Okay. I'm not going to say who good. the listener was because I don't know if they want to be pointed out, but um, sure they do. They, I just, I recognize. I mean, it's name. a public. I know it's someone. Instagram's public. Would, no, no, I'm not going to say that. No, I know. I'm just. Saying. Oh, okay. Just yeah. saying. Uh, okay. Just so saying. We're doing. I hate that. I know. That's, that's one why of I said my it pet again peeves. Like that. <laughs> we're doing season five, episode two. The title is "My Fair Tony." It first aired on Tuesday, October 25th. Which I guess is a play on "My Fair Lady." Yes, that's what <laughs> I'm an guessing. Easy one. Yeah. Uh, I know we've kind of slacked on figuring those out because, well, one, we're lazy, and two, sometimes I, th- I don't know what they are. No, I mean, we discussed Sam's car. Yes, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Because I thought it was NASCAR. But, like, my, the, the two Tonys? Do you think the two Tonys was something? Oh. I don't know. We'll I never know. know. We're not yeah. going to revisit that. No, no, we're done. Uh, it first aired on Tuesday, October 25th, 1988. Oh, look, it's another Halloween episode. <laughs> that makes no reference to Halloween. <laughs> and, and and really, this would be September, because it's his first day of school. So something happened. I don't know if it was an it Olympics was probably year another or something. Rear- but it what year was like it? 1988. It seems like the whole schedule got like pushed back a couple months. I wonder, um, because, because, no, that doesn't make any sense. I feel like, I know in 1984 was an Olympics year. 
Well, so is it every, every four 40, years? So I, think I wonder so. if it was it was one in '88. Yeah, maybe. Because the only reason I know that is the '84 Olympics were here in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. You were not here in Los Angeles. How do you was, know that? I don't know. Uh, oh. Internet. Oh. <laughs> history. <laughs> I forgot that you're such a history buff. No, okay. I, I mean, I'm going to work in television funny. news and we reference that. Now oh, that we're talk, okay, gotcha. It's going to be here again. In the, in, it's gonna, I see. B- by the way, we'll be here in 2028. Nice. All right. Now, the TV Guide summary for this says, A blunder in English class convinces Tony to get rid of his Brooklyn accent and brush up on his syntax. Go for it. Oh, get I'm me. waiting. I'm up. I know, yeah. I know. Usually you forget. I d- <laughs> um, no, you don't usually, but sometimes. No, I do every single time. Tony gets a breakfast treat on his first day, first college day, but is too eager for learning, too risking being late. Professor Darnell's course, public speaking, proves quite a challenge as Tony's Brooklyn accent, vocabulary, and grammar constitute the perfect example how to never, how never to speak. <laughs> Despite the merciless humiliation and doubts if posh speech won't harm his relationships or even undermine his personality, Tony toughs it out. His progress and zeal. Is that zeal. What? Zeal. Z e a l. Yeah, that's the word. I don't know what that word is. It just means like very eager, like okay. a zest. It, right. it describes Tony. Okay, his progress and zeal in class impress Darnell enough to be invited to. A speeches night on Churchill. That's it. <laughs> That's it. It's over. It's, it just ends there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they, they didn't want to spoil us with what happens at Churchill. What night. happens in the entire episode. <laughs> right, they didn't right. want to spoil us. Anyway. This episode was written by a man named David Lesser. He wrote a total of four Who's the Boss episodes. This is his first. He'll be back for In Sam We Trust, Operation Mona, and Roomies. Now, we're going to hear the the name Lesser again in this episode. Mm. When this episode opens, Tony has woken up late. Have you ever known Tony to wake up late? No, No. never. He's probably first up. I know. And he's like, of of all the days to wake up late. Of all the days to wake up late. (laughs) Because this is his first day of school. So he's dressed now and he yells up, come on, everyone, get up, breakfast on the table in two minutes. And as he's running into the kitchen, he's also putting his shoes on. So he says, just call me the Galloping Gourmet. All right, so do you know what the I don't who, who the Galloping no. Gourmet is? I, it sounds familiar, but I don't know. Well, I I remember because my father used to reference it whenever somebody was cooking or something. You were known as the Galloping <laughs> Gourmet. I don't, I don't know. That but sounds, all right. It sounds like my dad, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Graham Kerr was the Galloping Gourmet. Graham Kerr is an English cooking personality best known for his 1969 to 1971 television cooking show, The Galloping Gourmet. Oh, okay. The origin of his Galloping Gourmet persona stemmed from a 1967 book he co-authored with wine expert Len Evans titled The Galloping Gourmets. The nickname was the result of a 35-day worldwide trek to the finest restaurants around the globe. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I know that you're like, oh, here we go. He's going to sit here and read No, no, that was succinct. But it had to to be read. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I was like, where would the galloping, like, did they come in on horses or I know, right? That's where it's like, that's the mystery. (laughs) But I guess because they went, trotted from restaurant to restaurant. Tony's trotting into the kitchen. Gotcha. (laughs) I don't really know. (laughs) Well, because it's just a reference to a popular show right. at the and time. And because all. he's hopping as he's right, trying to get his right. shoe on, so he's kind of galloping. Okay, but when he opens the kitchen door, 
the whole family is standing in there. Angela, Mona, Samantha, and Jonathan. Samantha looks pretty bored. Now, now why in the hell didn't they get him up? <laughs> because. Why did they wait for him to be late? <laughs> well, they wanted to make him breakfast, I guess. I know, but they had to know he was late. Don't you think everybody knew what time school was? Yeah, maybe they were just letting him sleep because oh, they geez. knew they were going to get him up in time. I don't. He's got like two minutes. That's true. Yeah, you're right. The, yeah, somebody should have knocked on the door. So That now, irritates me because he gets everybody else going, <laughs> takes care of the whole house. No one can wake him up. The biggest day of his life, nobody wakes him up. <laughs> but Angela made him some sort of subpar breakfast. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, I don't. I cringe so much at this French accent here. I don't know why. Hmm. It was not particularly bad, but it's just embarrassing. So yeah. Angela starts in on a French accent that I'm not going to try. But she says, See, how, you know, do we know what time it is? We don't. They I don't think say, it, right? he has an eight o'clock class. Uh, right, that much he, I know. So I'm thinking it's like 7.37 okay. right now. Because <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to take him to get. You're just throwing that out Yeah, there. but I'm, okay. th- I'm saying like 10 minutes to get there and park. She says, park. you know, a gentleman on his first day of college should not have to make his own breakfast. And then she's like, no. And Tony says, no. So they all give him breakfast so samantha puts a plate down in front of him mona comes over with a napkin and she says may i tuck and he says tuck away tuck away oh dear and then angela gives a look and then you get a good shot of that friendship as a garden little embroidery oh man if that thing could be replicated anyone out there know how to i don't know hang on what is it oh it's a it's a cross stitch i'm out (laughs) I thought maybe it was like a wooden thing or something. I forget what I just forgot about it. It's a cross stitch on the kitchen wall that says friendship is a garden. And I don't even understand what the little designs are. But I love when we get a little peek of that. That and the spice rack. Hi, cat. There's a cat. Spice rack. So, yeah, he says tuck away. And Angela gives a look of, oh, mother. Uh, So he starts eating breakfast. And he's like you know i really gotta go but samantha says what is the one thing you tell me before i leave for school every morning he says take off half your makeup no, she's like well besides that what it's actually pretty funny yeah that is funny. <laughs> she says besides that that breakfast is the most important meal of the day and mona says and you're right pass me the jelly donuts mm-hmm. and there's a very so only Tony got like an actual home cooked breakfast, and there is an enormous plate of jelly donuts that appears to be for everybody else. Maybe no one else wanted Angela's cooking, which I well, don't yeah, know that or I maybe them. Tony's eats healthy. He ain't that crazy. Donuts aren't going to help him through the <laughs> That's day. That's true. That's a good point. He's going to have an upset stomach That's in a right. half an hour. Well, yeah, and just it's not a good food to for school. Right. And Jonathan says, are you nervous about your first day? I mean, you're not going to know anybody. You're going to have to eat lunch all by yourself. And then what happens if you get thrown in a locker? And Tony says, <laughs> Jonathan Palo mine. He likes that statement. He's like, I mean, you know, I'll just stay friendly. I'll stay outgoing and I'll stay away from the lockers. And Jonathan says, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Poor Jonathan. I know. He's looking so cute this season. I can't stand it. I'm still it. getting thrown in lockers. I know, but he's still he's still quite small. So Tony's like, okay, thanks, guys. Great eats, but I got to run. And he goes, he gets ready to leave. And Angela says, well, what are you going to do for lunch? And Mona says, uh, he says, I'll just pick something up at the student union. R- right. Yeah, and, and Mona comes says, Mona. that's what I always did. Oh, dear. Stop Classic Mona. Mona. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Stop, Mona. Okay, now we get an outside shot of something that is playing um, Ridgemont College here, I guess. And we see Tony inside a classroom for the that first That exterior day. looks, I think it's USC. It yeah, it's looks, probably whatever they use for Sam's high school. Yeah, it looks like know, USC. A couple episodes ago. I have no idea, but it's cute. Yeah, could be anywhere, though. So in this class, the professor says, good morning, I'm Professor Elliot Darnell, and this is Public Speaking 101. So yep. this is Tony's first class of the day. So <laughs> Tony goes... Well, shouldn't we talk about this actor? Or oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I will. Um, oh, okay, I, I didn't know if you were setting it up. No, so I... Okay, I'll, I'll talk about him here. It's just he's been in a lot of stuff. Yes, he has been in a lot of stuff. Where is his name? Nicholas, Nic- Nicholas Pryor. Yeah. Um, let me see. I can't really tell, like, pinpoint what I would know him from, though. I think I, I remember him from Risky Business. Yeah, he's he the was, dad he in Risky Business. the father, Right, yeah. okay. 172 acting credits. I mean, he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm sure a there's lot a ton of, of There's a bunch of other things I recognize him from, but I don't know what they are. He's in 26 episodes of Beverly Hills 90210, playing 20, Chancellor oh. Mitten Arnold. Oh, maybe I recognize him from that. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, he's in two episodes of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Oh, Party of Five. My other favorite. I was wondering if he was in uh, an episode of Seinfeld. So Murder, She Wrote. Oh, two episodes of Moonlighting. I don't... I think I've kind Growing of... Growing Pains. Oh, interesting. Okay. Growing Pains, because Chelsea Noble, who we'll get to in a minute, was also on Growing Pains. There's a bunch of... Um, or not a bunch. Two Moonlightings. Little House, I already said that. Little House. Oh, I'm on the sorry, pra- I was reading. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should pay attention to what you're saying instead of read. Little House on the Prairie, Eight is Enough. Yeah, a lot of stuff. But oh, again, less than zero. I, he, I probably recognize. Oh, is that that surfing movie? No, that's the movie with um, Robert Downey Jr. plays a, a drug. Oh, okay. Gets involved no, in drugs. An actor. I think he's an not actor, but it's like a Hollywood style movie. Now Tony's listening to this introduction, and he leans over to the guy next to me. He's like, he talks good. <laughs> and the professor says, like, in this course, you're going to learn to appreciate the beauty of the English language and how to communicate effectively. So he's saying, you know, we need to make you need to make sure that you have regular attendance. And if I make the occasional joke, I'm going to expect you to laugh. And a guy does laugh in the in, uh, who's seated, seated next to Tony. So he asks the guy, what's your name? And he says, it's Jimmy Lesser. So this is another time where the student has the last name of a writer because the writer for this episode is David Lesser. Ah. So I'm sure that they just did that as a shout out. Of course. Because remember the episode where Angela was teaching a class? There were a few people in that class that had last names of writers. So I like when they do that. Yeah. And he says, you're quite obsequious, aren't you, Mr. Lesser? And he says, yes, sir, but it's not a compliment. I looked up the full definition of obsequious. Yes. And it's obedient or attentive to an excessive or servile degree. Maybe like a kiss ass. Yeah. Yeah. This actor is named Larry Spinak. And I don't really recognize him from anything, but some people may know him from Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Hmm. He was in like seven episodes of that. But um, hasn't acted since 91 and just did quite a few things in the... 80s and early 90s. The professor says, I'm a fair man and I give fair warning. So if anyone's not ready for this semester of diligent work, that large rectangle right there is a door. Use it. (laughs) 
And like four or five people get up and leave. I know. I feel like this happens a lot too <laughs> in real life in college. It does because I think you can like drop a class right. within the first week or so. Yeah, so, so they so were probably just like, but I mean, it's public speaking 101. Right, so like, if you're leaving this class, then you're not going to get very far here. I guess, um, but it also almost feels like an elective, right? I guess, yeah, it probably is an elective. Okay. Not something you have to take. No. So he says, your first assignment is to describe yourself using as few words as possible. And a girl raises her hand. And she's offering to go first. This is a face that probably a lot of people recognize. Yeah, yeah, I immediately did. Yeah, Chelsea Noble. Her first acting credit was on Full House, which I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. Had started by 88. For some reason, I thought Full House didn't start until the 90s. yeah. I, yeah, me too, but I guess in the late 80s, you know yeah. what I mean? I could see how you would think it is. Yeah, it all blends together. Right. 88 to 92 is really just like the same. Like, I mean, it's still the 80s and it's barely the 90s. She did Full House. and then... Yeah, and so on Full House, Candace Cameron was on there. Uh, then at some I point, see. she ends Six up. Six degrees of. Right. On some point, she ends up on Growing Pains playing Kate McDonald who is uh, Mike Sieber's girlfriend. Right. And then they are married in real life. So Chelsea Noble is married to Kirk Cameron in real life. Yes, and, and they Candace, still are. Yeah, they're still together. Uh, her last two acting credits, well, one of her last one is one of the Left Behind. Left Behind 3. I've never seen any of those. I've been Left Behind. I don't know any of those Left movies. Left Behind 3? Uh, well, and she's in an episode I, of Seinfeld. Yes, she is. She's in the English patient one. Yes, which, uh, who is, great. Who's Danielle in the English? I've she, seen that one episode quite a few times, but I don't remember who Danielle is. I think she plays um, Jerry's girlfriend, and I'm trying to remember exactly what um, it entails. If she's the no, she's not the one who. All right, it doesn't think. matter. Anyway, I just sorry. Let's move along. <laughs> okay, so he says, uh, you know, this is the first assignment is to tell me about yourself in as little, few words as possible. So she raises her hand, she offers to go first, she stands up, and then she's like, my name's Cynthia Taylor, but before I begin, Professor Darnell, I just want to tell you how happy I am to be in this class, I've heard so much about you, I'm so excited for this opportunity, and he's like, okay, thank you, Miss Taylor, you may be seated. And she says, but I haven't told you anything about myself, and he's like, yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we've got two kiss asses in this class. Then he says, okay, well, who's next? And no one wants to volunteer. So everyone's just kind of staring down. And then he says to Tony, you? And Tony says, me? And then he says, well, which word didn't you understand? This guy's kind of a dick. Yeah, I mean, right. Out of the gate, he is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Tony stands up and he's like, oh, okay. So I'm Tony Maselli. And, you know, at one point in my life, I used to play baseball. I played second base for the cards. You know, the red birds. The red birds. I got a beautiful daughter named Sam. And uh, what else can I say? You know, in a nutshell, I'm going to college to improve myself. And professor, (laughs) (laughs) the professor's like, that's astonishing. It's absolutely amazing. And Tony's feeling good about himself. Oh, the helicopter's back. I know. We decided to open the window tonight because it's like a cooler night in the summer and but this is it, what we get i know it seriously sounds like the helicopters in the living room i know room. i know and it's like <laughs> it's either helicopters or, or our annoying neighbor smells, weed smells from the, the weed neighbor. smell from the neighbor okay. 
And uh, he's like, you know, you managed, so Tony's feeling good about himself. And he's like, you know, what can I say? I got the gift of gab. And he's like, you managed to violate pretty much every rule of speech and grammar <laughs> that I ever thought possible. So now Tony's not feeling that good about no, himself. No, embarrassed. Yeah. So, and then he's like, uh. so he's like, oh, allow me to add guttural phrases to the list. So... He tells him, you know, like, this is not a course, it's a way of life. And you're going to be judged by the words that you choose and how you use them. So you're going to learn how to speak well or you're not going to succeed here. So now go ahead and tell me about yourself. And now Tony's completely flustered. So he's just kind of making noises that almost sound like they're trying to mimic like a Native American chant, mm. which I don't think would fly today at all. No. But we'll let it slide. But yeah, he can't get any words out. Now we cut to him in the break room. I'm guessing this, this is the student union? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, some kind of, yeah, like area. Like he's trying to get himself a little snack. Yeah, he's trying to get a drink and the machine's not working because he didn't notice that there's an out of order sign because it's kind of up and away from where you would put your in money really in. Yeah, it's in a really stupid place. It's in a really stupid place. So he's like, oh, man. And then he looks and he sees out of order. And he's like, you and me both. And then he takes the sign off and he puts it in an appropriate place. Thank you, Tony. I know. That's so Tony. I know. Let's put this in a proper place <laughs> where people can see. Like, he's aggravated, but he still gets it done. Right. He still is helping. Funny. <laughs> helping out other people. So it's someone behind him says, how, how about a nice, fresh, homemade sandwich? And he turns around and it's Angela. Okay, so <laughs> Angela took the day off of work. Who knows? And then just her, went on to a college business. campus. She can do whatever she wants. That's true. Yeah, she told Mona. She's Somehow wandered onto a down college the, campus. Right, wandered onto a college campus, found where he would be on this enormous college campus, and brought him lunch. Yes. Okay. All right. That okay. is exactly what happened. I'm going to go. We're going Accept with it, it because it's cute and she loves him. Yep. Um, so he's like, Angela, what are you doing down here? And she's like, I just thought I would surprise you and bring you lunch. She holds up an enormous picnic basket. And he's like, that's so nice of you. And she's <laughs> like, I know, I'm wonderful. <laughs> so Angela. So she sets the um, basket down on the table and she's starting to ask him, how was your first day at college? When somebody wanders over to him and he's like, oh, you're Tony, right? And he's like, Bill, from your public speaking class. All right. Now, this actor, this actor has an awesome name. Light, he does. Lightfield Lewis. Lightfield Lewis. I love it. He was born in Hollywood, California in 1970. I wonder so, if that's his real name. Oh, yeah. Who? Probably not. You know, well, the only I mean, reason I, I would believe that it's his real name is because he was born here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It's funny. Our girls recently just did an acting camp. Um, and all of the kids... So it's an acting camp, too, that's like for like young working actors. Our kids are not working actors. But I just really like this teacher, and they had worked with her before, so we put her in the camp. Anyway, um, the point of the story is that all the kids in that class, in her camp, have, like, actor names. I like, know. Like, Maddox, and Scout, and it's like, <laughs> like, come all on. these, like, fancy names. Griffin. I'm like, like oh you're Destin. Like, yeah, like, you, this has been planned for you your whole life. Although, people could say that about our kids' names, I guess. Okay, so... What were you going to say about him? Um, are you're finished with it, you're what you know about him? Because I just found out something. Oh, no, no, tell us. I, I know nothing. He's his, he is, he has, uh, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six, 
seven, eight siblings. Mm-hmm. And one of them is Juliette Lewis. This is his sister. Oh. Pretty cool, huh? Yes. That was some awesome work you did I just there. found that out by accident only because I was trying to look up if that was his real name. But I think it is his real name. Yeah. Because, that... because there's a Miles, Miles Lewis, mm-hmm. a Peter Lewis, Emily. Oh, she has a different last name. Hannah Lewis. Oh, maybe she's married. Brandy Lewis. True. And then Juliet Lewis. I'm like, is it the Juliet Lewis that we know, know of? of? Yeah. yeah. I saw Juliet Lewis at TJ Maxx and Tarzana one time. <laughs> that was probably a scene. <laughs> kind of was a scene. It was interesting. Okay. My- Miles is an so, artist, the like- other brother. Anyway, that's interesting about him. But before we continue, mm-hmm. if I don't know if you noticed, and I wanted to talk about this before the podcast, but I guess we can just talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. This guy is playing a serious game of pocket pool. Through this whole scene. Pocket pool. He is meaning he's touching himself. <gasps> really? You just watch the scene. It's very it's strange. Pocket it's like he puts his hand in his pocket and he's, I don't know. Oh. I think he is anyway. That's okay. called pocket pool. I did not know. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Okay, well now I have to watch here. Yeah, watch this okay. scene and you tell me. So in, in addition to pocket pool, this is... Uh, Lightfield's first acting credit. Okay, well, maybe and he's he was gonna nervous. work through. That's true because, and he's actually he's. I mean, he's pretty good, especially for this being his first. Because this has to be nerve wracking. First of all, this guy's like eighteen. Yeah, and it's his first job, well, and he's working against Tony Danza and Judith Light. I'm now, explain why he's playing with his penis. <laughs> okay, I'm serious. Go back and watch. Okay, this. okay. So. And yet, right oh, I see. Yeah, the hand goes oh, it's in. it's very odd. It, it continues. It continues through the whole scene. Oh, poor guy. Okay, here's... A, now, I don't know much about how penises work, but really? would he... What? <laughs> would a guy um, get excited if he was nervous? Like, is there any... I think so, you if you're young enough. Yes, I think he could be putting his hands so. in his pockets to, know. like, try to take away attention from anything else that could be going guess, on there? I guess, Maybe. Or oh, I don't no. know what's going on, but it's the nervous thing. It continues. Watch okay. the whole scene. Yeah, or maybe he's just shoving his hands in his pockets because he is nervous. And he doesn't like know what to do with it, his but hands. But you see it. I don't know. But it's now crazy. he's taking the hand out of the pocket and is oh, touching Tony Danza's yeah. oh, arm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so shoot. Now I'm not at all focusing know, on what this problem. man is saying. I should have told you about this. Uh, oh, yeah. And there's like movement in the pocket, yeah, too. Yeah. It's like it's all moving around and stuff. He's adjusting. Okay. And thinking yeah. nobody is paying attention to his crotch, which is dead center screen. <laughs> I know. It's a very strange thing I noticed about the episode. Oh my goodness! Okay, so I wanted to talk to you about it before, and if you cared if I talked about it on the podcast, but now no, I'm just no, it's about always it. better to talk about stuff on the podcast than beforehand because I wouldn't have this completely shocked Reaction. response. <laughs> okay, wait. Now I have to go back and focus on what he's saying here because I think Forget that's it. also going to be funny. Now that we've talked about the pocket pool. Okay. So he comes pocket in pool. and he's like, you're Tony. He's like, no, you must have me confused with someone else. And he's like, oh, no, no. I know it was definitely you. You're the guy that Professor Darnell completely ripped apart in front of the whole class. I would die if that happened to me. Now, one of the reasons why I didn't realize this man was... Playing with himself. <laughs> manipulating himself is because I was focused on the fact that Angela pulls out a tablecloth oh, and right. puts it on the table. I didn't see the tablecloth happen as soon as the 
So not only, okay, so first of all, Tony is now at college. He's about 37, 38 years old. Another woman his same age has now joined him here in the student union, and she whips out a tablecloth on one of the tables. Can we just try to fit in a little bit, Angela? I know. Just a little bit. No. No, no, not at all. Tablecloth. We're having a full picnic here. And Bill says, I would have died if that happened to me. So Angela's like, well, what happened? And he's like, oh, you know, it was nothing. And Bill says, no, it wasn't nothing. He practically squashed him like a snail. He stomped on him. And Tony's like, it wasn't that bad. And he's like, oh, yes, it was. (laughs) Just tearing into him. I know. He's not making Tony feel any better. Tony tells Angela, you know, this professor's a real stiff, and he makes English sound like a foreign language. Real stiff. (laughs) Like his pants, <laughs> you know. You know the oh, other. God. I'm sorry. Maybe I can't get away. Maybe he liked Judith Light a lot. Oh dear God! Then maybe this is not the time or the place. I'm sorry. Though. I'm sorry. Keep no, going. no, not you. Oh, I'm okay. I, I, I figured you were talking to me. <laughs> talking about me. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I would have never noticed that. But that is. Now that I see it, it's the only thing I can see. And everybody see in this I'm listening is going back and list watching sorry, this right now <laughs> on their computers. Okay, and he's like, "Let me give you an example." And he's like, "Thus, allow me to eradicate a common misconception." And he's like trying to talk like the professor talks. And Bill's like, "Hey, that sounds just like him." So he calls some other kids over to hear Tony do an impersonation of Professor Darnell. So then. Tony stands up. So now I feel like a little bit of the Tony who used to be in school is starting to come out here. Like Tony who maybe isn't doing as well as he hoped, but he's getting some laughs. So he's going to kind of be the class clown. Yeah. So he stands up and he starts doing the speech about this is a challenging semester of diligent study. If you can't take it, then that large wooden rectangle and coming up behind him is Professor Darnell. And he says, Isidore, use it. So he's got ca- he's been caught. So Tony goes over and he's uh-oh. like, "Oh, professor." <laughs> <Says, Jordan>. Oh, <laughs> he's like, you know, uh, imitations the form the finest form of flattery. Are you buying any of that? And Professor Darnell's like, you know, I would expect that behavior out of someone in high school, but not higher learning. So like, if you're really planning on staying here and staying in my class, then you need to get your act together. So Tony's trying to apologize to him, but. It's not going well. And he's again like choking up on his words. So he's not making the best um, impression. Not good. Yeah. He looks over, Professor Darnell leaves and he looks over at Angela and he says, Well, at least he didn't throw me in a locker. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty funny. So when they come back from, they fade out, they must have gone to commercial, they come back. I love the table. Okay, so not only is there a tablecloth, but she's got this little like picnic set that have these old 80s plastic plates and cups. And it's like sort of like a plastic mug with a big handle and then a little plastic plate. It's so retro. I love it. And then they each have an apple. She's brought them each an apple. And I'm going to guess this is maybe a tuna fish sandwich because I think that's the only thing she knows how to make that Tony likes. And I like that she brings an apple. It's very Tony. Healthy food. Yeah. She's got to bring him healthy food. This little sandwich. Um, Okay. So Angela's saying to him, you know, you're going to do fine. You're going to win him over. Don't get worried about it. And he says, no, this guy doesn't want students. He wants clones. An army of little tongues marching in in the same step. Hmm. And she's like, well, you know, he does have a tiny point that 
how you speak does like give an impression of how people interpret you. And he's like, well, I mean, are you saying that how I talk is going to hold me back? Man, if how you talk is going to hold you back, I'm not doing well tonight. <laughs> so I keep tripping over all sorts of words. And he's like, okay, so say I come in for a job in the advertising field and you, you know, you'd hire me, wouldn't you? And she's like, well, you're personable, you know, and you're enthusiastic. And he says, don't forget incredibly cute and fun at parties. <laughs> That's why Mo and I got the job. But, yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> um, and she's like, well, you know, there are just a lot of variables that go into something like that when you're interviewing someone. It's not quite that simple. And he's starting to get the realization that she wouldn't hire him. And she's like, you know, it's a very competitive job market. You have to make the best impression you possibly can. And he's like, you wouldn't hire me, would you? And she says, no, I wouldn't. And he, th- I really do like this part. I know. I guess what's very intense here. It is. <laughs> yeah. There's even like a slow zoom in on Tony's face a little bit. And then he's like, you know, Angela, I got to say two things. First, that's a really rotten thing to say to your best friend. And second, thanks. So they fade out and, I don't know, can you hear our kid laughing in the no, background? No, I mean, I... So this is really the first time that anyone has acknowledged that they consider each other their best friend, right? I yeah. don't think we've oh, heard yeah. that that's, before. Well, that's the thing I was going to say is that's an interesting thing that he says. Like, we've. do you think that that's the first time she's heard him say consider that, her his best friend i or, don't know yeah i wonder or is that something that's been discussed right before? and it's just the first time we're hearing it yeah because i mean at this point they're gonna go into this weird relationship thing with them where they're basically dating but not dating mm-hmm. and there is kind of that i mean you know obviously we haven't been single for a very long time but i remember when i was younger not a grown-ass adult but like in high school you would get into these weird relationships where you would like hang out with somebody all the time, but you weren't actually dating. But it's normally because well, yeah. at least one of you wanted to date the other. Yeah, I went. I had a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. I had one, and I was just talking to my mom about this. But yeah, we like hung out together for an entire summer all the time, and I liked him. And then one night he told me he liked me. So then we started dating, and it lasted three weeks, and he broke up with me. No. Uh. I know. That's unfortunate. It's like you already knew me. Like, what did you think was going to change once we started dating? But Maybe whatever. I just thought he'd try it out. <laughs> We're both married and happy now. Um, so he just thought he would try it out. Thanks. No, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, oh, maybe maybe I like you then. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, how old? Come on. You know, I know we were like 16. Okay, so now we cut to so I feel like they're kind of in that sort of trap now where they're just hanging out all the time and they do like each other and they want to date, but they're not going to do it. So they're just going to continue to hang out all the time and not say anything to the other one about it. He's sitting in the living room practicing his homework and he's like reading from a book, trying to get all the words correct. And Angela's standing there with him. So he's like, I missed the mist and the coldest frost with the stoutest hearts and loudest something. I don't even know. And Angela's yeah, like, okay. I don't okay. have any of this. Oh, really? They... Yeah, this is... Okay. No, no, it goes back to here. This scene where they're back in the oh, classroom. Oh, okay. So, yes. None of this. Oh, well, then you don't even have the AOA part then. Right. That's that... why it was all kind of new to me. <laughs> well, you said that to me, I think, yesterday, the day before, and you're like, 
you mentioned the way what the translation right, right. of AOOA is, yeah. and I'm like, I, I don't know. What you, you, I'm like, oh, maybe I wasn't paying attention, right. so I didn't want to admit that. <laughs> okay, so then the Roku t- TV has this part, and this is a really cute part that I like a lot, and I'm glad I know they, they left should it. not have cut it. So now Angela's help coaching him, trying to help him get all the words right. So he's like, you know, he's getting frustrated. He's like, I'm never going to be able to do this. And Angela's like, you've gotten so much better in the last few days. He's like, I'm never going to be able to talk as good as Darnell. And she's like, speak. And he's like, I'm never going to be able to speak as good as Darnell. And she's like, as As well. well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to be able to speak as well as Darnell. And he he gets it right, and then she's like, just next time say it, don't spray it, because I guess he spit all over her oh, face. Oh, gross. <laughs> so they're chanting, I'm go- oh, I have to speak as well as Darnell, speak as well as Darnell, when Mona and Samantha walk into the house. And Mona says, we have to move to another house, in the same kind of monotone delivery that they've been saying, chanting it. And uh, everybody laughs. And so Sam's like, what is wrong with you two? Because you used to be normal. And Tony says, you are witnessing the birth of the new Tony Maselli. Mm. And she's like, I kind of like the old one better. Now, I feel like Samantha, when she first came to live with Angela and the show first started, she had a much thicker New York accent than she does now. Oh, yeah. So she's changed the way she speaks as she's been living here. But it was mostly because Alyssa Milano was faking that <laughs> Brooklyn accent. Right, to so start it just with. got easier to yeah. do a regular, <laughs> yeah. her regular voice. Right. Um, she's like, I kind of like the old one better. And he's like, well, he is a thing of the past. From now on, instead of saying not for nothing, we say, don't take this personal, however. <laughs> and in lieu of AO, OA, we say, Excuse me, but I object to the statement you just made. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. And they're like, okay, yeah, you got it? And they're like, yeah, we got it. And then Mona says, I liked you better when your participle dangled. Yeah. God. (laughs) We learned about dangling participles from this show also. I mean, we relearned because I'm sure in school we learned and then we forgot. And then Mm. we relearned when Ah. they had the episode where that lady came on to fill in Vermona. I don't remember. Okay. Oh, right. The dentist yes, episode. I remember that. Yep, yep. So now we're back to the classroom with Professor Darnell, and he's going on and, like, he's going through the four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation. He's doing that speech. And now, is he just doing the speech because he... I think he's just using speech? it as an example. Okay. Or is he doing history class now? No, no. He's just using... Just... Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just using the speech as an example because then now Tony's so eager and he's raising his hand like Hermione and Harry Potter. He's mm. just up there waving it around. Professor Dardell's like, Mr. Maselli, you have, you have something to say? And he says, yes. And then he says, instead of four score and seven years ago, why didn't he just say 87 years ago? It would have been more economical. So now he's trying to like break down this speech. And Professor Darnell's kind of into it. Yeah, he's he's like, impressed. Yeah, he's like, that's fascinating, you know. But, you know, when you're talking about speech, you don't normally have to always go with, you know, the economical 
way, he's doing this more for the poetry and and that. And then Tony's like, yeah, but clarity is more important. So he's really going head to head with Professor Darnell and he's using all the correct grammar and language that he possibly can. So now and all these new large words that yeah. Tony learned overnight. <laughs> yeah, no. in, in a 15-minute session with That's Angela. Right. Professor Darnell is impressed. He doesn't necessarily agree with him completely, but he's happy that he's participating and that he's using correct grammar. So and then he asks if there's any other observations, and Tony's hand goes back up into the air. And Tony has something else to say about this that I'm just going to fast forward through because I don't. It's, it's not important. But the yeah. important part is just that he is really participating and the professor seems to be impressed. He tells everyone that they're going to have their first speech that they have to do in front of people. And they need to bring at least one other person with them to be in the audience. And Tony asks if he can bring more than one. And he's like, sure, that's fine. <laughs> can I bring more than one? <laughs> So after class, Professor Darnell asks to talk to Tony, and he invites him to like a speech uh, oracle society, and it's Winston Churchill night, so he would like him to attend um, because he really feels like he's come a long way, and he's impressed with him at this point. So Tony's super excited. He's Overnight, ready to go. mind you, again, yes. he's come a long way. I know. I mean, maybe it's been a maybe week. some yeah, maybe some time passed. We don't know. Well, there wasn't a scene where they show a shot of the house and music played, so exactly. to me, no time passed. <laughs> that is a very good point. We need that zoom into the, the downstairs window. All right, and the music, crummy music. Okay, so we cut to the inside of the house where Tony is practicing. He's doing like warm-up exercises saying A-E-I-O-U in front of the mirror. <laughs> Mona comes in. This is funny. This, <laughs> this made me laugh out loud, literally. So Mona comes in and sees him doing this, and she says, Tony, you need a woman. And Tony says, I'm, I'm just warming up my instrument. And she says, I rest my case. And she walks <laughs> That's a good out. one. That's a good Mona moment. <laughs> it was. That was pretty funny. And Tony, okay, so... When was the last time Tony's been with somebody at this point? I, I think it know. would have to be... Frankie, which was the beginning of season four. You would know better than me. I think so. I mean, I could, I'm probably wrong because I am normally, but that's what I think. I don't think we've actually seen him dating anyone since, since season four. Angela comes down the stairs. She's all dressed and ready to go. Tony asks, Can, do you want to hear my speech? And she's like, you know, I think it, it really loses something after hearing it five or six times. So <laughs> maybe we should just, you know, hold off until you actually get there. And uh, he's like, you know, I just, I'm just really trying to make it perfect. Uh, so the, Jonathan comes in and Mona comes in. Everyone's dressed. Okay, what is Jonathan wearing? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he's got it's a like little... like Oral Redenbacher. I know. <laughs> what is That's that That's exactly outfit? who he looks like. <laughs> A little bow tie. A little bow tie, I know. And Jonathan's super excited. He's like, this is going to be so much fun. Four solid hours of lectures by college freshmen. Mona's not quite as excited. She's like, four solid hours? Is it Tuesday? <laughs> I just remembered that I scheduled some elective surgery. And she oh. leaves. <laughs> she bolts, too. And Jonathan yeah, she says, moves fast. After yeah. she just got all dressed up. I know, yeah. But that maybe means she's yeah, going to go. She could go anywhere, right. Yeah, she's yeah. going to do four hours of something else. 
<laughs> and Jonathan says to Tony, oh, don't worry, I'll tape it for her. Then he walks out the front door. Tony's still doing his little A-I-O-U. A-I-O-E. Whatever he's doing. sometimes why. And sometimes why. Uh, and <laughs> the phone rings, and Samantha comes running down the stairs. She says, I'll get it. It's probably Bonnie. The skirt that Samantha's wearing here looks like a skirt our daughter would wear. Oh, yeah, for sure. Our daughter should be a tiny bit shorter than this. For sure. Because they're almost like tennis skirts these days, but she would love that skirt. Yep. So she answers the phone, and it's not Bonnie. It's Philly. And she's like, oh, yeah, hang on. Here he is. So she gives the phone to her dad. She's like, hey, dad, it's Philly. And Tony's like, hey, Samantha, hey is for horses. And he's like, you need to pick a different word. She's like, okay, yo, dad, it's Philly. Yeah, yo, dad. Yo, it's Philly. Yeah. So he takes the phone and he starts talking to Philly and Philly wants him to go to the Jets game on Monday night. And he's like, oh, you know, I would love to, except I have to go. I'm, he says, I'm otherwise engaged. Mm. And he's like, yes, I would cancel Philly. I would. But it's Winston. Oh, it's Edwin Newman night. Oh, so he's already gone to Winston Churchill. And this is now Edwin, Edwin Newman, Newman night. <laughs> and uh, so he says he's going to be speaking on euphemisms, aphorisms, and terse rejoinders. Philly doesn't know what he's saying. I don't know what I'm saying. I know. He tells Philly he can't go to the Jets game and he hangs up the phone. Mm. Samantha's like, what's with you? Well, here, hang on one second before yeah. you continue. I, I suddenly realized that Philly's real name is Philip. Which, yeah, I know. I I thought like Philly came from like he came from Philly, oh. like Philadelphia. <laughs> no, he's from Brooklyn. I know, I know, I know. I should have known that. Like Philly fingers, I don't know. Philip fingers, I guess. Yeah, just Philly fingers sounds better than Philip fingers, I guess. Well, yeah, Philly finger. Yeah, that's true. Philip anyway, fingers sorry. Fingers sounds like his fingers are. I came to the realization that he's not from Philadelphia. <laughs> okay. Which makes no sense. So Sam's like, "What's with you?" And he's like, "I believe the phrase is, what's wrong with you?'" And she's like, "No, what's with you? You're acting weird. Like, I can't talk to you anymore. You're a completely different person. This has been a very tough week. I know. <laughs> All this has happened so quickly. Dramatic. Tony started college, and he's a completely different person. So he says to Angela, what's her problem? And Angela's like, you know, we can't deal with it now. We just need to get the speech over with, yeah. which I like that approach <laughs> because like normally this would, ha on, a, on a sitcom, they would like go upstairs and talk to the kid for, and then everybody's happy. But Angela's right. like, no, listen, we got to get yeah, to this we speech. Out of here. So we'll deal with her later. She'll be fine. So I didn't realize that Sam also got in the car to go to this thing because I, you only see the kids towards the end. So for some reason I was thinking she decided not to go. No. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah no. no. She's there. That's not. So, no, no. She is there. So they go to get ready to leave, and Tony hears someone talking to him from the couch, <laughs> and he turns around, and it's himself. But it's himself kind of like dressed in a little bit of like 70s Tony jeans with like a tight black t-shirt, and he's all leaning back on his with his head on his arms. This is like Brooklyn Tony. Right. Yeah, yeah right. And he's like, the kid's right. Who are you? Edwin Newman. Like, who do you think you, you would make fun of somebody like that? Like, that's not you. And Tony says, you know, I've decided to expand my horizons. And he, alter ego, Tony's like, la-dee-da. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he's like, let me tell you something, pal. You were doing just fine before you went to college. You never had any complaints about how you talked. 
And he said, you never heard anything from the bed of Denny Twins about how you talk. That's uh, so disturbing. I know. And Tony's like, well, we didn't talk Cause that the, much. Because the thing with the, and we probably visited this before, but with the Ben, did it happen at the same time? Because if it did. I know, that's weird. Yeah. To have two six I never sisters. understood that that's like, disgusting. oh, twins. Right. The fascination with twins. What is that? No, unless you have the twins in two separate rooms and you're running back and forth. That just seems like a lot of well, work. that's terrible, too. Yeah. But- <laughs> but I don't understand, like, the, you're not, their sister. I yeah, no, know. that's disgusting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I don't Again, know. I mean, we'd have to, we'd have to ask Tony Maselli. Yeah, the Ben twins. <laughs> or whatever, the Ben But yeah, but maybe he, like, dated one and then he dated the other, but they never let him know that they I were hope. different One can girls. only hope. I, I, I don't know. Okay. So they didn't talk that much, though. We know that. And he's like, I know. I was there. <laughs> So Tony's like, listen, I just have made a choice to better myself. And then alter egos, Tony says, look, banana. I know. What's up with that? (laughs) (laughs) Banana. What the hell kind of insult is that? Maybe it's it's an actual insult. Maybe. Like, I don't know. Look, banana, if you're so uh, thirsty, why don't you get yourself a drink of water? (laughs) So he's like, you're starting to sound like a real uh, phony. And Tony's like, whatever. And he's like, okay, well, that's it. I give up on you. And Tony, you know, our Tony is like, you know, I'd love to stay and chat, but the podium awaits. And then he walks out and he's like, when you're up at that podium, just remember who you really are. Then when he looks Mm -hmm. back into the living room, Tony's gone. Other Tony's gone. I just realized, so they cut to the classroom and it must be somebody on like a, with a jib. Mm -hmm. Or something doing um, this shot, and it's awful. Well, maybe it just a, a pedestal camera petted up real high. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. want to hear with the banana? I, I oh, yeah. Is that a real insult? Well, it says is it bana- going to be a horrible thing on Urban yeah, Dictionary? No, okay. it's, it's not, but it's not great. It's, um, and I actually just found it on Google, it's on some other website. Um, but basically, it says a banana is a troublesome term. Mm-hmm. A banana is a person who is yellow on the outside and white on the inside. A lot of Asians use it to describe Asian Americans who seem to betray their heritage oh. and who betray their heritage by quote acting white what? all the time. Oh, so okay. So it kind of so it's racially, it's racially insensitive, but it also works here because he's basically saying you're not acting Italian. Right, you're right. a banana. You're yes. yellow on you're Italian on the outside, but you're acting. You're acting. All you're sophisticated right. and smart. You're on the side, acting or quote unquote white. So it kind of it works. Yeah, I guess, it does in work. Way. But I don't know that you we should use that. No, term. no, we won't That's, use that. No, <laughs> That's terrible. Okay. Um, so now the night of the class, after the really bad person trying to roll a pedestal camera in one direction. Yeah, it looks like... Um, you're right, that is, is exactly not, what it looks if like. If it was a jib, it would look nice. No, no, you're right. That's It looks like I old... I doubt this show had a jib. It looks like the old uh, bump shots we used to try to do on the news, because mm-hmm. we were using those exact giant pedestal cameras. Yeah, but those were even... These are even worse. I'm sure. Okay. Um, so he says... Four weeks ago, a student walked through into my classroom, and he's made such a huge improvement. Like, Professor Darnell is very proud of Tony. He says his dedication and hard work has transformed him into an eloquent speaker. So he's so proud to get him up there, he introduces Tony Maselli. So Tony goes up to the podium, 
and he has his whole speech prepared. He's like, thank you, Professor Darnell. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And the subject of my presentation is financial support for collegiate athletes. Um, so oh, pool pocket guys right in the front row. Oh, there he is. Yeah. A pocket pool guy. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> mean to disrupt you. So then Tony hears someone going <laughs> from the audience and he looks and it's the other Tony. Uh, sitting yeah. in there he- heckling him the um what is that um what did you Heckle? call no alter ego alter ego yeah. tony yeah. <laughs> i like that bizarro tony <laughs> bizarro tony <laughs> but no that's um, normal tony this is bizarro right tony. that's true so he starts to like get tripped up a little bit and um i think angela's getting a little bit nervous so he's like you know i had this whole speech prepared but instead, I'm just going to talk to you. And Alter Ego Tony was like um, Alter Ego Tony is playing an impressive game of paddle ball. Yes, that's what that's called, right? Yeah, I think so. I'm just saying, I'm calling it paddle ball. Yeah. I think that's what it was. And he's going to town. He really is good that's at that. That's hard to do. Yeah, it is hard. Okay, so he's like, you know what? I'm just going to, you don't want to hear any of that. So I'm just going to tell you a story. And it's a story about a kid who once upon a time, you know, he played a little baseball in high school. Let's call him Tony. Tony's a nice name. (laughs) That's funny. And he said, if somebody would have come up to Tony and said, you know, you can keep playing ball and you can get an education and we'll pay for it, Tony would have jumped for joy. But nobody ever said that. And he's like, you know, but through hard work and perseverance, he ended up playing baseball in the majors. And he was doing great until he got hurt. Then he had nothing. He had no career. He had no education, no job. So he's saying, you know, like, we need to not let these kids fall behind. We have to help them with school, and they shouldn't, you know, cultivate their talent, also their education, and they deserve our support. Give them a chance. And so he ends his little speech by saying, let's play some ball. (laughs) And Angela's the first one to start clapping. And then alter ego Tony, bizarro Tony, is clapping. So he now he's very proud of this Tony. Because instead of getting up there and like using all the big words, he just kind of talked to people like they're regular people. Which I feel mm. like is an effective speech. Yeah. Like when we used to work in news, um, I used to be a writer and they would tell us you have to write as if someone's like in the eighth grade. Because Yeah, that's people speak. Talk, right? Yeah. Like, just have a conversation. Don't with try people. to write big words and stuff because your viewers aren't. <laughs> right. They're, they don't want to hear that. Yeah, that's right. So he does re- well, and everybody's clapping. But Professor Darnell's not hugely impressed with this. And he's like, you know, does this mean that you're done with this class? And he says, no, I'm going to stick it out. You know, I'm here to stay. So he's like, well, you know, it's going to be hard. And, um, you know, it's not going to be an easy class. And he's like, that's okay. He's He's got it. He's going to do it. So I don't know. He's going to do a mix of big words and some Tony stuff so that he can pass the class. I, don't, I, don't, I, I guess. Know. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to put his own Tony spin on it, but he's still going to give it 110% because that's how, who Tony is. But he says he has to miss Edwin Newman night. Was that the Edmund, right name? The Edwin Newman bash. Oh, because he's got Jets tickets. Oh. And then Professor Darnell says, personally, I prefer the Giants. And Tony says, you would. Yeah, of course. So why? why? Because Giants and Jets fans, it's a huge rivalry. You're in New York. It's like Yankees and Mets. You're either a Giants fan or you're a Jets fan. You don't like both. Okay, gotcha. I understand now. All right. Then we get that, uh, who's the boss? We'll be back in a moment. 
Stick around. Stick around. Which we haven't had that in a while. I know, yeah. <laughs> now, this tag is really cute. Again, they're putting all these cute little Angela and Tony moments and hiding them in the tags of these episodes. So she, now it's just the two of them in the classroom. And she says, welcome back. We missed you. And he's mm. like, yeah, I mean, I guess I did go a little overboard on all the speech stuff. It's not the first time we've seen Tony go overboard, and it's not going to be the last. So she starts to say, you know, there's, there's always, you always go overboard a bit your freshman year. And she says, I remember I, I took Psych 101, and I got so involved. And Tony's like, okay, here we go with another... <laughs> story about your childhood and this is about me and nobody cares <laughs> right and she's like well the point is she doesn't actually say all that stuff to her but right 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 she's like the point is college isn't supposed to change you it's supposed to bring out the best in you mm. and so she good leaves. advice yeah that is pretty good advice and so as she's leaving tony other tony's still sitting there <laughs> he hasn't gotten up to go anywhere yet bizarro tony and he's like hey yo you should listen to the lady she knows what she's talking about. He looks really angry when he's saying this too. He's really <laughs> laying it on thick. And then he says, and she's cute too. And Tony's like, well, you're right about something. And Angela hears him talking to no one. She's right. like, I'm sorry, what? Are you insane? Right. <laughs> you lost your mind? And he, she's like, what do you say? Oh, nothing. He's like, I was just, you know, saying to myself that you're right. And, you know, you're awfully cute. <laughs> Nice. And she says, you do have a good mind. And then she leaves. But when he turns back around, the paddle ball is sitting on the desk. Ah. Yeah, that's a, that's a big sitcom thing, I feel. Like, whenever there was an episode with a ghost or a spirit or any right, kind right. of something, they always left something behind so you weren't sure if it was real or not. Well, that wasn't real because there there's not two Tonys. <laughs> exactly. Except Somebody, in this episode. It probably Pocket Bill or whatever left his paddle ball behind. A uh, Pocket Bill? Whatever, what is it? Pocket, pocket Pool. Pocket Pool Bill? Uh, uh, yeah, that I was the actor. not Bill, but... The character's name was Well, Bill. he was Bill. You're right. Yeah, pocket yeah. Pool Bill. That's okay. actually pretty good. So wait, who goes first here? I don't know. Oops. Um, I don't know either. Okay, I'll go first. I gave... What did I give this episode? I gotta find my paper. I gave it a six and a half. Okay. I kind of want to give it a six. It's okay. Yeah. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> I mean, it's a needed episode in a way where we have to, it is moving the story forward. Like Tony's now starting school and he's mm -hmm. battling with this idea of, will he still be himself even if he goes to college? Um but I don't know. Overall, it just kind of felt a little disjointed. And it has cute parts, but yeah. I'm, I'm not crazy about the episode. This is not going to be one that I'm going to go and rewatch when I just feel like watching something in the background. Right. That's that is yeah. a that's a good point. It's a yeah. good dis description. I like how you know how you felt about an episode. It's like, would you go back and rewatch? Right. Yeah. And that's not one of them. No. Like um, you have your episodes of Seinfeld that you put on when you're doing dishes. And I'm sure there are some, I mean, I don't know. There's not very many misses There's on that not show. very many. I <laughs> but mean, there's still always going to be some, some that, that, that you... I mean, because I do, I watch it. You're right. right. I watch it a lot. There are some that I've seen so many. Right, right. I'm just like, oh, I feel like... there, But there are favorites. But right. yeah, for sure. Yeah. This isn't but one of my favorites. But that show has, a, yeah, very little misses, if any. Okay, you go. 
Um, I, uh, I'll agree with you. I think six and a half is a solid rating for that. I don't think you can go any higher than that. No. Um, there were like a few funny moments, but overall it was, um, it, it was kind of weak, kind of yeah. a weak episode. I mean, the moment with the Tony and, and, um, Mona was really funny. <laughs> that actually made me laugh out loud. <laughs> um, and, uh, but I mean, overall, like just the whole, like, Tony's speaking better, and, and Samantha goes into that very dramatic, I don't know you anymore. Ooh, yeah, What yeah, she does done yeah. several times before. Right. I don't know. Come on, let's let's all calm down here a little bit. But I did, I mean? oh, I forgot to mention that I did really like the conversation between Tony and Angela when he realizes that she wouldn't hire him. Yeah, that's true. That is a, a nice moment in a way. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Calls and him I, out. Like, she's honest. Right. Um, it hurts him, and I think that's probably what motivates him most to. True, that's to do true. All Never really stuff, thought about it like that. Yeah, true. Who's the boss around here? Me or my mother? Or maybe it's you. All right, I'm gonna not go with who you probably went with. I'm gonna go with Angela. Really? Yeah, because okay. Angela again that speech, that little conversation they had in the at college where he realizes. That, you know what I mean? Like, well, well, Angela right, feels right. like she wouldn't hire. I mean, that's like a blow to him, you know, yeah. they're in, and they're best friends now. So, right. um, so when he says that, then it's like he turns, tries to turn himself around. Um, but I mean, I think it all like kind of stemmed from Angela, but then he comes back down to earth. And then at the end, she's, she's, you know, kind of there for him again. Right. But um, I don't know. It's probably not, Tony probably should be the boss, but. Um, I'm going to go with Angela because she steered him in that direction. I do see that. Um, I did go with Tony. That's what I figured. I mean, that's what I was, that was my second. Only because, like, he made the decision to do the speech the way he wanted to do it. Right. At the end, whether it hurt his grade or not. Um, Really, Bizarro Tony is the boss. That's true. He came in there and said, you're acting a fool. Right. (laughs) <laughs> that's true i mean it really is tony but i just kind of went with no, angela in I a like... sense where that she steered him in that yes. direction and then he went overboard and then but in the end she's still you know he came back down to earth and she kind of helped him with right. that in a way a little yeah, bit yeah. too so no, you're right she did kind of put him, him on this path to make him understand that right um you know he is gonna have to he doesn't have to become a completely different person right but he does have to maybe just think about how he speaks with other people. You can still be yourself. Right. It's okay. Okay. So you can reach us at the Who's the Boss Podcast on Instagram or Who's the Boss Pod one on Twitter. Go to our Facebook page, which is the Who's the Boss Podcast page, or go to anchor.fm slash WTB podcast and there you can leave us a voice message. Um okay. The next episode we're going to cover is called 19 again and i cheated and i watched this one and it's really funny well yeah <laughs> I, you cheat. I mean you've already watched no, no, them yeah. all no i know but i try not to watch them like until we it's are time. gonna do that podcast yeah mm-hmm. but uh, it was very funny it has some great um judith light moments and i was thinking how by introducing him going to college it really did help them open up some storylines this season we haven't seen before to keep it a little fresh so oh, well, that's it's kind good. of exciting it's nice okay so that's yeah all. that was kind of a good move on their part yeah all right thank you everyone all right thanks bye if you like this podcast please subscribe and give a big thumbs up and tell all your friends and maybe 
you can tell your grandma, your mother, and your, your sister or brother. Maybe you have no siblings. Tell your dog and cats. Bye.